Welcome to the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto Show. I am your host, Tony Arterburn. I'm joined uh, in studio with Charlie the Chocolate Labrador and Beans the Brave. Both my dogs are here uh, at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. Also joining the stream, my co-host, uh, Kenzie, the artist formerly known as Fringe, uh, joins us to talk about all things gold, silver, and crypto. Uh, you know, we when we do these shows, Kenzie, I always enjoy your input, and we you and I both do shows that will cross over into politics. And sometimes we'll, mm -hmm. we'll do some of that here. It really flows together though. I and mean, when you're talking about precious metals and you, and you get into central banking and you start seeing the corruption and the policies made by, by our elites, it really does uh, give you a, um, a good barometer of what you should do with your savings, how you should uh, plan for the future. And as I see these regulations coming out, I see the amount of spending happening. Uh, I see the uh, lack of production in the economy, the, the universal base, basic income, the socialism, the communism, all this stuff coming together after the, uh, you know, the 2020 era where we have 40% of all the uh, dollars ever created, created last year. Uh, you had some articles pulled up and some links you had sent me. And uh, I know you discussed on your show uh, some of the uh, alarming uh, rates of spending going on. Uh, jump in and, mm -hmm. and talk about that as we kind of get into precious metal prices and uh, crypto prices. Yeah. So Zero Hedge, I think both of us love them. You follow more of the articles and I kind of stay up to date through Twitter. And I noticed today this tweet just rang like a, like a big bell, like everything kind of came together. Um, so I'd actually been talking to on both of my channels about how I believe that there was a shift in spending or that people just don't have the money anymore. And I think that that's easy for all businesses to see that now that the stimulus is gone. But as far as Amazon goes, you you did notice a pretty good uptick in spending when stimulus came out, but it wasn't it wasn't insane. Right. What is insane insane now is that Amazon's free cash flow is down 62% year over year. This is this is ringing a bell to me. Um, many people know that um, we are me and my partner were online sellers, and the past couple months, it, it's not just this month, it's the past couple months, we have noticed a significant drop in sales just month over month. Um, almost as if you were just starting up all over again. So right. at first, you know, we thought maybe it's just us, but you can actually get onto forums. Um, depending on where you sell, there are forums for other sellers. And we noticed it doesn't matter what category you're selling in. Most sellers this year were saying that they were down anywhere from 30% to 60%. And now we see it here in the numbers for Amazon's free cash flow, which I get it. I get it. They do have a lot of employees now. I also saw that the employees hit a record 1.3 million. So I'm going to want to discuss that here in just a second because I do think it's important to bring up something else on that matter. And if people don't know, free cash flow is the cash that a company generates from its normal business operations after subtracting any money spent on capital expenditures. So 
whenever I'm reading through these comments, like a lot of people think, oh, Amazon's investing somewhere else, or maybe it has to do with Bezos launching a rocket into space, which is questionable. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's like, I see what people are trying to get at, but no, because we're in the seller forums. We see what's going on for other people that are out there. I mean, some of these people are huge. You're talking about like millions of dollars that they're not making in a month now. So it's just crazy to see that difference. Um, and this is signaling to me that there's, there is a big shift in spending. The stimulus is gone for the moment being. If we get it back, I don't know if people will be going and buying these stupid things that they don't really need. Um, and as far as Amazon hitting 1.3 million employees, if there is a big hiccup in this company or you actually notice a hiccup in the economy, think about if that was slashed in half by 30 to 50%. That's a lot of jobs lost as well. Yes. Uh, and it's not an easy job to do. I mean, we've we've read what people have to deal with working in those warehouses. And I don't know if their total employees actually counts as third party sellers. Like, I don't I don't know if this is everything. Um, but just as a fair warning to everybody out there, I think it's time to jump ship on Amazon. Never have all your eggs in one basket. Be diverse and just be ready if if that plug is pulled, if you are a seller. So just to clarify, you're talking about income that Amazon is mm -hmm. not getting now from its mm -hmm. everyday sellers, the private sellers who link up to Amazon and sell their products. I mean, that's that's definitely what it's sounding like, because that's a huge portion of, of cash flow, free cash flow, that is. Um, I get it. They What do they do? They pay their employees in the warehouses $15 an hour on average. So maybe that could be a little part of it after, you know, paying all these people off. But I don't think so. I mean, we're talking about multi-billions that come into Amazon year over year. So I don't think that they would take that hard of a hit just by having more employees and paying them a little bit more. This is something deeper. Um, and it's not something that you as a seller can control. You know, if, if you're going to go out, Tony, you know this. There are times in business where it's really good. And there are times where it is really, really bad. And you are just skirting by. And I'm kind of nervous that a lot of these third-party sellers could be in that boat right now, just skirting by, barely making it. That's interesting. Do you feel that some of this pullback and some of these, the loss of sales has to do with inflation? You know, people are getting price shock at the store. And so mm -hmm. some of the, you know, more uh, frivolous spending that they would do is now slowing. Is this There's an indicator that? of that? There is definitely that. Um, and then for those that typically would have a little bit extra and maybe don't really notice too much, uh, they live a very comfortable life. Maybe you don't notice at the store. You're still going to notice when you are shopping online, just the price of even stupid goods that you don't really need are going up. Um, some of that has to do with the chip shortages that are out there. Some of it has to do with just, you know, the supply chain issues that we have. So you are seeing those those prices increase. Um, and sellers on there, I mean, honestly, it's it's been a race to the bottom for a long time. And what I mean by that, guys, is it's so heavily competitive that for you to make that sale or stand out, somebody might only be making 30 cents on a sale. Like, it's insane. And now you're competing with China right. as well. They're allowed to sell on there. So it's been a race to the bottom forever, but that's not going to get you by right now. So a lot of these third-party sellers, it could be on Walmart.com as well. They have third-party sellers. Uh, you're going to see the price go up. So just all over, 
we see it and we know it's not transitory. You know it's not. No. And one of the reasons I'm pessimistic on the economy and, I mean, obviously just in reality in general uh, because of the central bank is I understand that production is the key to economic health. Mm -hmm. And when you have an economy based off a lockdown and then have, you know, the central bank was doing this long before uh, COVID, by the way, where they were Mm -hmm. pumping in, you know, trillions of dollars into the repo markets uh, from September of 2019 going into January of 2020, um, propping those private banks back up the overnights. And so Mm -hmm. as the lockdown happened, they've, you know, hundreds of thousands of small businesses, all these employees, people laid off, you're injecting money into the economy through the central bank. Like I said, 40% of all the dollars ever created. That's something I, we throw out all the time, but what's happened is there's this false indicator where it looks like the economy's doing well. Oh, stock price is doing well. You know, the, the NASDAQ is up or (laughs) Dow looks good and it's healthy. Well, they're just pumping money into these multinationals while production slows. And so you're, you're having the average person run into inflation. So Mm -hmm. consumer confidence has to like lumber, for example, you know, as an example, it's just, this is where the rubber meets the road. You've got lumber, uh, going up in cost because of supply chain breakdowns and and because of loss of buying power of the dollar. And this is in mm-hmm. real time that we're seeing this. So that's interesting. You brought that up. Um, you know, I think we're starting to see the beginnings of the crack up. Of, Definitely. Of, you know, what will eventually be the the great crash, you know, where you have just this uh, run on the dollar. Uh, you start seeing more businesses uh, file bankruptcy and and ask for bailouts, and just like you know, we'll go. They'll go back to the well again, mm-hmm. uh, just like they did in 2011. Uh, you know, when uh, the, all of the the TARP money was was supposedly stopped, and the Fed said, "Oh, we'll never do that again." Well, <laughs> they they've done it again, yeah, on, and dwarf that. I mean, because the original tarp, you know, the the original. And no one's upset. No. <laughs> no and one's we're, upset. We're, we're long past fiscal responsibility, uh, long past being able to do anything about inflation. I mean, you talk about the 1970s and people come into my shop and people that live through that. And they're like, yeah, well, it's kind of like the 1970s. I said, yeah, but ex- except uh, you had Paul Volcker, who was head of the Fed at the time. And he raised interest rates into the teens to stop mm-hmm. inflation. Well, we're at near zero percent interest rates going into possibly <laughs> negative. They can't do anything now because of the money supply and mm-hmm. the economy that they've created. I mean, they've they've created it. It's it's addicted to I mean, QE. Think about that too. If we were to raise interest rate, which I still don't put that behind us, guys. I know I sound insane saying that, but the rest of the world is raising interest rates, and typically when this is happening throughout central banking, bid big banking and even for small little people, it signals that we have to do something different. But think about that. If we just raised interest rates like 2% from where they are now, the market would freak out. And why is that? It's because the big players love that easy money. It's like a hit of crack for them every time that they get it. It's, it's another little amp up. Right. Right. And even just 2%, that changes like their whole perspective and it shows just how warped our markets are. 
we can't sustain anything. The only reason we're still chugging along is like you said, there are now trillions um, just being added to our debt clock and no one seems to think that that's an issue. You feel it today though. Like, yes, it's everywhere. And there's a, there's a, a mood just underneath the surface too. You talk to everyday people and I, I'm in the gold and silver business. So I hear people coming in saying, look, I, I just don't trust uh, my bank. I don't trust mm -hmm. having, you know, having my savings there. So I'm, I'm taking some out. I'm putting it into to physical metals. Uh, I look at I'm, things are going up in cost. I'm seeing inflation, all this other stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's real. Mm -hmm. I also see things in indicators that are harbingers. Um, and you know what? You may be right. I always say that you can't raise interest rates because the economy would collapse. But I think in so many ways, they are engineering these things. Mm -hmm. um, to give you an example. I had a friend of mine, a journalist, write me a, an email today and said, look at this uh, push from the Biden administration to uh, continue the, the, the rent abatements where they're, you know, the uh, uh, hold off on, on being able to evict. Yeah. And I said, this may look like it's some sort of, you know, left wing bleeding heart, you know, let's take care of people move. But what they're actually doing and this, and in my opinion, this goes along with BlackRock buying up uh, single family homes mm -hmm. and, and having them permanently for rent. I think that uh, one of these moves by the elites and especially the central banksters is to uh, bankrupt the small property owners, which make up the, the majority of the property owners in this country. So if you look at that component and look at it through that lens, then there's a possibility you may be right that they may have some sort of uh, a controlled chaos, mm -hmm. <laughs> so to speak, where they like you saw Chase was holding all the that cash, you know, yeah, Chase Manhattan yeah. Bank. And or JP Morgan Chase, and they were holding this massive amount of cash. And you and I discussed that a few weeks ago. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was like, why would you hold that during inflation? Well, they may see that uh, there is going to be a rate hike. Who knows? All I know is that um, they have. Well, and they, they can afford to be patient, right? Inflation, yeah, for us, it's going gonna, it's gonna to eat away your dollars so quick, but they've got so much saved up. Like they could just wait patiently for five years if they wanted to. And that's still enough cash to swoop in and just eat up any asset that they can gather. Right. And, and part of that being those renters, making sure that you are a permanent renter, because no matter what happens after they buy that property, they're going to hold it forever. There's no plans on them selling that. It's to make sure that they can continue to get every dime out of you that they can. Right. So really what I want to convey to the audience, anyone listening, is there is a great reset plan being implemented by the world elite. And, and understanding that when you're talking about um, getting prepared with your assets and your money, uh, know that that is what's happening. There is a plan in motion and you can do your own research. Look at this. Look at the World Economic Forum. Uh, Klaus Schwab and these people, the bankster class. It also links up with the UN, uh, the United Nations Agenda for the 21st Century, also known as Agenda 2030, which is a which is a milestone. So mm -hmm. we're in this this decade of of, of immense change. Um, I think that you know, as we discuss things like the uh, central bank digital currencies, uh, things to look at. 
these these are when you have a crisis like never let a, a good crisis go to waste according to Rahm Emanuel the, the former <laughs> chief of staff for Obama um, when you look at what they could be engineering here is um, hyperinflation economic uncertainty so you get they have the problem that we react and say you know come in do something we need help and the solution is more control uh more you know the digital the, the central bank digital currencies mm-hmm. um but the um the issue here is is protecting yourself so like i said i've already signaled out the the small property owners uh it it appears to me that there's a war on small business there's a war on uh you know individual proprietors uh there's there's a war on you know the free the actual free market and this is why it's a good idea to to get into look into precious metals as a hedge against all the uncertainty that's going on because that's not just the economy you've mm-hmm. also got uh geopolitical reasons to to be yeah. skeptical of of a of a of a smooth uh path forward so Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what else did you have on the agenda? You had sent me a couple of graphs too on spending. Um, actually, all all of what I sent you was just based off of Amazon stuff. So if you got a chance to look at that, it was a, uh, it was pretty shocking. It's uh, a <laughs> <laughs> scares me. I want to pull up Walmart's numbers next. Like I I haven't looked into it yet, Tony. But honestly, I want to see if there's a change going on in Walmart, and then after that, if we see somewhat something kind of similar, then it's time to go and look at the uh, dollar stores and what spending habits are going on there. Um, If you don't shop in a dollar store, just to throw it out to you, they have been secretly been taking over the world more than Amazon or Walmart uh, Mm. because they can provide you the crappiest quality of food and make sure that they keep (laughs) you there forever. Uh, So just just to throw that out there. (laughs) Are you working for dollar store now? Is that what no, it is? Defi- okay, okay. definitely not. They're, they're just, Are you giving them a plug? It giving ticks you the me lowest off. possible prices. Yeah, well, they do that on purpose <laughs> to make sure that you're only eating junk. And, you know, they supply some of your basics, too. Like, most people, whenever I go shopping at my store, like my actual grocery store, most of them don't actually have groceries in their cart anyway. I just wonder how they're even still alive. Um, (laughs) but the dollar stores, they're like, yeah, we provide everything that, you know, your normal grocery store would. And we got eggs, milk and bacon and breakfast sandwiches and ice cream. Like what more do you need as an American? Right. Um, but yeah, no, they've, they've just been infiltrating like every small town that they could like, and dollar stores have literally led to Walmart's closing. So that's interesting. There's a secret. Yeah, you should totally look into it. It's been going on for years. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I, you, well, I think what had happened is you'd sent me a couple of links, and then I keep following Zero Hedge down as that's, I looked at look at their feed. Yeah. So that's I think that's what we're. Y'all, you go check out the the Twitter for Zero Hedge if you are active, or even if you don't want to be socially active, um, on you know online, you can just make an account and just follow people like Zero Hedge, um. You know, you can follow Tony, you could follow me, and we tend to retweet some of this stuff as well, and that'll give you other sources to follow. So you can just kind of keep up and in the moment be in the know. Exactly. Um, there was another, uh, before we get to spot prices, um, looking at gold, looking at Bitcoin this week, it, it appears uh, Bitcoin had a great week and ironically had to do with Amazon. 
or at least somewhat, right? And uh, it did, but it bounced back even after they were like, "No, we have no plans of crypto." And then Bitcoin was like, "Well, whatever. We'll just we'll just stick here at this price around thirty nine thousand, around forty thousand." Right. Um, interesting things going on here. I cannot tell you what's happening here, but it's it's good to see. Well, also, gold had a, a bit of a bounce today. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been buying gold all week, and I wanted to tell the audience I've, I'm seeing a increase in the uh, supply chain, not something to get excited about. There's still not the same amount of trades that I could place easily like a year or two years ago, um, but it is it is better. So uh, I'm seeing a little bit more variety and a little less premiums on on That's silver. Good. So that is good because it seems like there's been a calming there. So there's, and I think it's a calm before the storm, honestly. So a little bit, we'll get to, to spot prices here on, on gold and uh, silver and, and Bitcoin here in a minute. But I thought that was interesting that uh, Bitcoin had a bounce. Gold had a bounce this week, uh, different reasons um, for, for those bounces. But, you know, that the news on that Amazon, it was looking to hire someone to get into crypto, to look into how to, uh, take crypto as payment and then mm -hmm. they backed off. Uh, but I don't think, I think they will eventually do something along the, the acceptance of maybe the, even their own token or something like They've that. Probably already got something going on. They could even be testing it without us knowing. Um, they probably just want to keep all of that hush hush right now. Amazon's not going to announce anything until they're like ready for you to know. And it's like ready to launch. Um, they might hype it up a little bit, but everything over there, they've done pretty well in the past at just, you know, keeping things quiet until it's time. Yeah, they well, they're like they're they're a state within within a state within a state. I mean, they they're going to become the government like they're gonna... Fight Club was right. I mean, it's when space exploration kicks off, it'll be the corporations that name. You know, the, yeah. the, the Starbucks galaxy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the exact line, <laughs> but yeah, Amazon, definitely one of the behemoths and uh, mm -hmm. uh, the interesting indicator that you brought up. So I, um, I think that that is very telling. So I'm glad that good Intel on that uh, Amazon spending. Yeah. Uh, let's, Do you want to get into uh, I because of what you just mentioned? I'm sorry. I cut you off there, but this great okay. news for cryptocurrencies. Senate budget deal hinges on billions in crypto taxes. Yeah, uh, this was a good article from Zero Hedge, guys. Well, I think that may be yes, and and so that is they need the income, which mm -hmm. is bizarre. Um, I don't know why we even tax anymore; we just print the money. But they they want taxes, they want revenue, and so they're looking at how do we tax crypto. And the analysis here from the article is this is a good thing for crypto because if you mm -hmm. want to be around, they're going to tax it. You know, exactly. uh, they can't, it's just like in the under, like when they made drugs illegal or not necessarily drugs, but they <laughs> marijuana or, or whatever, if it becomes illegal, then it's got a black market and you don't, uh, you don't, no, there's no taxes collected. And that's what, that's the argument from the states uh, that want to make it legal, you know, like, Hey, we can just tax it. Mm -hmm. And that's true. Uh, the government knows that. So it's one of those things where if they say out in the open, if they're actually making plans to, they're going to tax it this way and, um, you know, relying on the income, then actually that is, I guess, good news for crypto. Um, I mean, it's a mixed bag because if you're, if you're like me and you buy Bitcoin in small amount and you, I like to take Bitcoin for payment. Um, mm -hmm. I think that, I think it's a magnificent way to, to, you know, 
interact between people and, you know, and, and electronically send funds. Uh, that way I don't have to go through a bank. I don't have to go through Western Union. I don't have to go through a government. I can just go peer to peer. I really like Bitcoin for that. Uh, so I want it to be around. And uh, I like countries like El Salvador that are adopting it. I think that's fantastic. So <laughs> mixed bag. I mean, they want to tax it. I mean, it's really only a taxable transaction. And this isn't financial advice. Ask your CPA. But from what I understand, in until you turn it into fiat, mm-hmm. right, it's not taxable. Right. Because it's its own thing. You know, like if until you turn that uh, crypto or Bitcoin into fiat currency through an exchange or whatever and turn it into a dollar, it's not really taxable. So they're I mean, I know they're working with exchanges and all the rest. I hold mine or or I you know buy things with it that are um, non fiat related. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, that's what I tend to do as well. Just hold and guys, as far as that goes, remember, we are not financial advisors. Uh, as far as crypto gains and taxing goes, it's still very, very gray, a very gray area. Yeah. Uh, so if you were to end up in any kind of trouble, I would just advise that you have like a lawyer on speed dial that would know <laughs> how to handle this because we're all in this gray zone right now. Um, well, they'll make it up as they go along. They'll too. make it up as they go. And they do, we see that happen in courts all the time. But this is this was an amazing article, I think, that you sent over. Um, it literally adds, it seems the estimate would be an additional $28 billion from cryptocurrency transactions that uh, seems could be taxed or moved around. So it, it's in the billions. And as crypto moves up or down, it just grows, right? Uh, this right. could be part of the reason why we're actually seeing Bitcoin stay somewhat steady around 40,000. I know people would go, what? No, that's stupid. Cause none of us like taxes. I don't like taxes either, but the normal investor out there that likes to do things the, the right way. And they're all super straight cut. Like they might like this. Uh, and it makes crypto feel more secure for those people. After you're starting to read this kind of news, you go, okay, wait, you know, I've laughed about this for a couple of years, but now it's something, it's real. It's real. And I, I should just, probably I, get into I it. I don't like taxes. I'm not, I think the income tax is an antiquated punishment. It's like it's using, joke. it's like using leeches for medicine. You know, it's stupid. And it was in, you know, our modern income tax was brought to you in part by, the richest banksters who ever lived. It was not the progressives from 1913. So that being said, I'm a fair tax kind of guy. I like the consumption tax. That means everybody pays. Uh, you know, it would bring investment to this country. Our economy would would explode. I, I, but I digress. The, the issue here is a small price to pay. If, if they have some sort of regulation where they're happy with collecting tax on crypto, so long as it's just when you turn it into fiat, that's fine with me. That's fine with me for the most part, because I don't plan on turning my crypto into fiat almost ever. Uh, I just don't. I mean, so uh, to me, it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, you, you have to do it as like an ATM operator. You have to do it sometimes. But like, you know, if somebody comes in here and buys gold uh, with Bitcoin, you know, I'm probably going to buy more inventory with the Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to turn it into fiat. So, um, and you know yeah. what, before we move on, let me add a little something here for, for whoever may be listening. I know a lot of you guys might not like crypto and the other half, you might only be here for crypto and you hate gold. It is, <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there that it is a very good idea 
to hold both. And I am I am in a position myself where I don't know if you should be investing necessarily until you have uh, some debt under control. Do you have some extra storable food? Do you have clean water? When those ducks are in a row and defense, um, let me just throw out some defense because people are freaking <laughs> crazy today. Uh, then you start thinking about, okay, now what else can I do to kind of give myself more of a protective bubble? Gold and silver both need to be in there. And you also need to have at least a small portion, in my opinion, a small portion of crypto. And let me explain why. We know where gold and silver price should be, right, Tony? We've all got a number in our head on where we think it should be. Right. And it's not there. And even when all of this goes south and the economy's coming down, what happens then if they're still manipulating it to a point or they've even restricted trading for some reason to where it's not moving? It's where it is. I like to have crypto myself because of that situation. It has, it has made me more than gold and silver have. So let me just throw that out there. And with gains from crypto, I can get more gold and silver. I truly believe in it, guys. But we're playing with a really backward system here. And I get it. We hate it. But you've got to play along with the system that we have. You can't make up your own game. We're playing their game. Yeah, we're certainly playing that. That's the thing. I mean, Bitcoin to me... Uh, and I, I have, as of late, been more of an evangelist for it just because I've seen the enemies uh, uh, that it has created. And that's, mm-hmm. I can always tell something by its enemies who opposes it, you know, the World yeah. Bank, you know, the, uh, the United Nations, uh, you know, the, uh, the financiers and the, the elites, you know, the, the power mongers. They hate Bitcoin because it's outside of the system and it's not something they can truly manipulate. I mean, you can uh, stifle a bit of the uh, implementation of it, but it hasn't been. They can't destroy it at this time. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of it that way. It's borderless. You know, so and yeah, you have people. It's funny. I started this podcast. I'm like, we'll do the Golden Crypto Show and we'll we'll do Bitcoin and bullion. And we'll talk about that because I'm just trying to get everybody to understand that fiat currency is a Luciferian uh, uh, garbage system that is going to, if if left unchecked and people don't uh, demand that they have sound money, then it'll end humanity. I mean, they, uh, you look at the last hundred years, the wars that have been created, the, the tyranny uh, of, of the fiat currency system, the corruption, everything. It's, it's, it all stems back from creating money out of thin air. That's what the Mm -hmm. 20th century was all about. And then you'll look at the, the slaughter pens that were created in the world wars um, and the corruption since. And so it's still going on and we're still having to to deal because it's getting larger and larger and larger and the wealth disparity. So I just want to talk about both because I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, stock market, uh, regular, you know, guy, you know, I'm not going to get student loans, uh, get invest (laughs) in the stock market, pay off your mortgage and then die. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, get a 401k and never research. Just, I'm not like that because that's what the system wants you to do. The system wants you to chase the green pieces of paper until you're dead. And they Mm -hmm. don't want you to ever think about the crimes that they've pulled off, the fraud, the manipulation, um, it, that that's what they want you paying attention to something else and you chasing that. 
So uh, this show is about breaking that paradigm. We can talk about both. I mean, if you're so close minded that you only can talk about one thing, like, oh, oh yeah. I like gold crypto. Well, I like bullets, too. <laughs> I like I like I like lead. That's a great one because, um, you know, the price of, by the way, just how, you know, if you bought a weapon or if you bought uh, legally, you know, I have, to, I have to add these things now that I'm probably on some drone list. But it, you 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 buy something and like a like a, a nice uh, rifle and you got ammo uh, that goes. That's that's a good hedge against inflation. And I don't sell firearms. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm, tell, I'm not just sticking on this isn't an infomercial. Oh my but, God. It's a great hedge against inflation. Um, yeah, so is land. Go, yeah, land as well. But it, just going to guns. I mean, if somebody out there is listening because they just hate gold and crypto. Well, <laughs> why are you listening to this show? Why are you listening? It's torture. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, guns are great. And, you know, don't, don't. I know I'm saying this and this will sound weird, but don't, don't go with the cheap stuff. Go with stuff that, you know, people want to have. Um, and every now and again, get something that's a little bit unusual. Or if you think that they're ever going to make it illegal in the future, get it now. <laughs> gold, this is the gold crypto and ammo show. Gold crypto ammo. Uh, also chickens. <laughs> and, uh, we can <laughs> bring, This is farm talk uh, at the mm-hmm. end of the... Yeah, I, I have chickens now. I, I didn't These think... chickens are really cute, guys. <laughs> I, I love my chickens. I think one of them is a rooster, though. And I, I think so. Um, Melissa has determined that, that one of them is a rooster. It certainly looks that way. We bought six hens, but uh, I think that's the way that, and that's just the stuff you learn, you know, uh, when you're doing homesteading. Right. So Mm -hmm. again, I'm, I'm into homesteading land, all these things. I want to be outside of the fiat system. And so uh, I will, I will, you know, we'll maybe do more stories on my chickens uh, the possible goats that I get, um, <laughs> just uh, my garden, you know, that, uh, that, that my wife is building, which is magnificent. And I'm, I've got some of the fresh tomatoes and stuff ready to go uh, after we in the podcast here, but there, there's a lot to pay attention to. I think we're in a calm before the storm, really. Uh, this is a good time to, to get your thinking together because I think once this kicks off where, you're just going to, I think there's going to be a moment where, like you said, you're starting to see like the begin, the signs of, of consumer confidence pull back somewhat, mm-hmm. or, or maybe a lot, maybe more and than that's than the we're... only thing that's holding everything together right now. I mean, no one trusts their government. Doesn't matter if you're left or right. You don't trust the government. You hardly trust uh, being able to keep your job. That's changed. There's no job security necessarily. We saw how quickly that disappeared for people. There's no confidence in anything right now except for, oh, I can go and buy a hamburger just because. And it's like, well, <laughs> maybe maybe not here soon when your hamburger costs like $15 from McDonald's and that's that's their value menu. I'm yeah, making a joke slow. because of inflation. Yeah. No, I no, I get it. I mean, and I I don't think you're that far off. I mean, I think you could see. I mean, uh, gasoline for sure. It mm-hmm. would go. It starts. That'd be like the first place you start to see the inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in food, the fast food, um, those ninety nine cent tacos may not be able to get them forever. So uh, buy them while you can. I, I didn't I, even know that existed. Yes, there's a place here in, in Branson that has 99 cent breakfast tacos. Can you believe that? It's like no, a time. It's like a time machine. 
<laughs> there is nothing real in that talk. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what's wrong with me. But um, yeah, maybe that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with my. I've been eating those. Not, I've been eating the ninety-nine cent tacos uh, for so long that um, I decided to do a golden crypto podcast, and <laughs> we, we've seen the results of that. But uh, there's a lot to prepare for right now, and I think this is one of the good indicators to uh, take a look at owning some precious metals. And you know, mm -hmm. we kind of dig into what gold has done uh, last year. Um, August 6th, I was hosting the David Knight show on InfoWars that the, and I think you were on that day. I might've uh, been on August 6th. And that's the day that, that gold broke its all time high. And I had the, uh, uh, the charts, like in real, the crew had put up the charts for me. I could see mm -hmm. it. Like it was just boop, boop, boop. And it was all time high. So, um, I, I said at the time, I said, you know, look, we've got uh, on one hand, those of us who have been telling you about gold and silver are vindicated. On the other hand, uh, I, this is scary mm -hmm. because you see that there's a lot of, you know, institutional money and people running into gold, which is basically, uh, you know, a hedge and they're getting out of traditional um, investments. And that has a lot to do with the inflation and the, the decline in purchasing power of the dollar. I, I see gold bumped up, you know, $30 this week. Uh, I think we started out just below uh, $1,800. I'll tell you what spot price looks like right now. Uh, gold is at 1829 fiat uh, dollars per troy ounce, 1829 Luciferian Bankster notes. Uh, and, of course, the uh, price of silver, $25.55, $25.55 per troy ounce for the white metal. Uh, Bitcoin, as of the time of this broadcast uh, on July 29th, 2021, $39,609 uh, per Bitcoin. And that has been a, a big jump up from, I think it, we were at what, at this time last week, at like just under 30? Uh, because I was buying in the 29,000 range not too long ago. It doesn't feel like maybe a week. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. We've just been hovering around around 34. I would say had been the average for a while. So that's pretty nice to see. Um, do you want to talk about this FBI seized almost a million dollars from safety deposit boxes? <laughs> I, I sent you that article from Reason Magazine. The reason I did was uh, I, I people ask me all the time, where should I keep my precious metal? Not here. Not, Not here. <laughs> but see, that that was a, a private vault. Yes. And so... Yes. Safe to, regular safe deposit box are a no-no, ladies and gentlemen. You do not want to keep your gold and silver in a safe deposit box. Um, no. You do not want to, yeah, you don't want to keep ca cash in there. As far as I understand, banks don't want cash in those safe deposit boxes. Um, no, and so you're also not actually allowed to hold gold and silver in there unless it's collectible. So right. like in slabs and it's like, so what? do you want me to hold in here? <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, they, I think they, they want you to have it in there and then be able to take it. If the, you know, and yeah. that's which has ha happened time after time after time. Um, you guys can go and look into the history of how unsafe safety deposit boxes are during times of uh, financial crisis during war times. If the bank happens to go under, depending on your contract, they could own everything in those boxes. Uh, people have literally been stripped of life savings before, and this is the FBI seizing 
almost a million dollars worth of, of goods out of these boxes. And the warrant that they had was not to get inside of the boxes, which they knew why they were there from the get-go. They do shady things all the time. You guys know this. Uh, but the warrant that they had wasn't to actually get into these people's safety deposit boxes. Um, I'm sure what it covered was to just look around the private vault, maybe go through some paperwork, but they were never supposed to lay a hand on these things. So that's just, mm, it's called, it's called civil asset forfeiture. And it's basically the seizure of your uh, assets. If you're even within the, remotely touching on another on a possible crime you don't even have to be convicted of it mm-hmm. and that's because of the war on drugs uh the un war on drugs uh that was adopted by uh the nixon administration in the 1970s so uh i i, I t- caution people where you hold your precious metals very important uh i know that uh, places like the trading floor um dylan gage does um privacy boxes um I, people ask me because that you if you get a gold and silver IRA, which if you're in small business and you need a deduction, an IRA, I don't look, we all have to have legal tax deductions where we can find them. And to me, an IRA, if it's not doing gold and silver, uh, man, I, that's just a shame because you can get the same uh, benefits of an IRA, but hold physical gold and silver, but it has to go into a third party uh, vault. So mm-hmm. be very careful where you store your metals. Um, and some of you have safes like I do, and you know, you can, uh, spread it out a little bit, maybe more than one location. Um, but, uh, another reason to, to buy more land guys. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Another reason to buy more land. And then we're all fans of nighttime gardening. (laughs) Well, that to me, I, I, this is where we're headed. Uh, and you know, this, there is a, a quickening approaching and an acceleration. And this is what I feel gut level Kenzie mm-hmm. and that we're going to start seeing the inflation hit and people um, are going to be scrambling. Don't wait until the prices of metals start reflecting what the, the dollar's loss actually is. Oh yeah. By then you're pretty late and you're just trying to play catch up and it'll, it'll be almost impossible. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll end on, you got anything else on that? We'll end on that note. On that, one more that thing nice, from note. this article, <laughs> just one more thing from this specific article. <laughs> so Michael Pollack, one of the co-owners of us private vaults, he had a lengthy criminal history that includes money laundering and may have used dirty money to purchase a stake in this company. I want to throw this out here guys, because even if no one, none of the customers in the building are doing anything bad, If you don't know much about the owner of these private vaults, they could be the key reason that the FBI even decided to come into here if they thought he was doing something shady. Um, But also to throw it out there, somebody this shady, it could be really good or really bad to work with them, depending on who you are and what you do for a living. Uh, (laughs) But if you're a a good citizen or you're trying to be a good citizen, I would be worried about this Michael guy. He's got an interesting past and I would be scared that everything goes good until it doesn't. And he runs off with all of your goods. Uh, you, you never know who you're dealing with. So just keep your assets safe. Uh, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. It's as simple as that. That is very well said. And of course, if you 
uh, called Wise Wolf Gold and Silver and you want to buy some precious metals, I can uh, give you some uh, numbers to call and places to look into if you need storage that are reputable, that are places that I trust and uh, do business with and uh, uh, I think would would stand up to uh, a great deal of scrutiny. So mm-hmm. wisewolfgoldandsilver.com if you need to get a hold of me. Uh, and of course, my toll free is 888-667-1836. I'll put that in the show notes. If you call uh, the phone, I actually pick it up. It's I'm, a real person. It's a real person, not a robot. I actually do pick up the, the toll free number. Uh, you got anything else, Kenzie? Anything on uh, your radar? Are no. you doing any more shows? Are you doing some streams on I Wall Street a- Stackers? Not on Wall Street Stackers. I had been pretty active on Fringe, and I'm going to try to do a stream tonight. Uh, you you know, Tony knows that I got four teeth ripped out, three of them being wisdom teeth. So talking has not been very easy lately. <laughs> and I've kind of been laying a little low, but I'm getting back to it. Uh, I don't think I sound too messed up Sound great. Okay, sound cool. great on this end. Absolutely. So we're, we're glad that we got to talk to you today. And uh, so doing more streams, I'll put uh, your channel link mm-hmm. in the uh, show notes as well for the podcast. So people can find you. All righty. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. And thanks for listening. Absolutely. We'll be back uh, next week. Uh, hopefully, if uh, Kinsey has time and uh, maybe if I get... Uh, uh, you know, if I if I get adventurous, I might come on here and, and do a short clip of, of spot prices more often. I, I often feel like I should just to keep people up to date. Now that I've got the show, if you go to uh, goldencrypto.news, uh, it'll take you directly to the podcast channel. But I'm about to redirect that where it's going to take you to uh, the our website. And you can also find the podcast directly there in a link. So, and you can also explore, you know, some of the other products that we buy and, and things that we do at Wise Wolf uh, Gold and Silver. So until next time, um, we will be uh, here next week and uh, you guys have a great weekend. And in a world of fiat news, fiat information, fiat reality, the truth is solid gold. See you next time.